Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. So glad that you're here for another episode. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And we've got Alex here in the studio. Hi, Alex. Hey guys, how's it going? He's uh, he's on his Christmas break right now, so we thought he would come in and join us. To Back in kinda, studio. Yeah, talk about, uh, talk. we got a couple requests to talk about the road trip. So I thought that we would um, bring him back in and have Jake kind of talk to us about the road trip a little bit. Absolutely. And, uh, Since I was the third party that was not there. Exactly. He was he was not there. So I thought maybe Alex and I could uh, could tell our story a little bit. Yeah, and I'm excited for this. It's kind of made the rounds now, so I don't know if people are tired of hearing about it, but judging by the amount of people that You're asked me. You're not that popular, Chris. Not everyone has read or heard Amongst about Amongst the this. people that are listening to this. Maybe. Yeah. But we yeah. did get some requests, so I thought people uh, might want to hear the story a little bit more. You know, people that can't read a 4,000 word article about, you know, you know, a little overwrought article about what it's like to drive your 911 <laughs> through the desert. We don't have that attention span, Chris. Hey, true. my my ride in Rusty Slamington isn't in the article, so. That's true. There you go. That's so true. we have more to talk about is what you're saying. Although yep. I did I did send the video of that to Andrew, so hopefully that'll just the vi- little bit of video that I did. So I oh, cool. I don't know where it's going to go. Anyway, yeah. so. What else we got? What are you up to, Jake? Is it? Uh, did you get anything car related? I was going to say it's it's post Christmas here, so uh, we should talk. Yeah, if we had any car related Christmas presents, I I did get one item. It, I put thirty uh, five inch tires on the truck. That was okay. before Christmas. Well, that's a that's a self gift. That doesn't really right. Count no, as but a... I'm, I'm telling that as a preface to the gift. So my hitch, like whenever I pulled the trailer, it looked like the trailer had reverse rake because now my truck is so much <laughs> okay. higher. So I needed a, a bigger drop hitch, and I got an adjustable one um, that is kind of like a polished aluminum. It looks chromish. So okay. my wife, it's very phallic looking. So my wife calls it my chrome truck penis. Well, that she's is she jealous? I is this like some? Wouldn't she, I be jealous? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Well, are you jealous, Chris? I am. I am. <laughs> so that's what I got. Uh, what about you? I've just been screwing around with the wheels, you know, putting those on and taking some pictures of the new wheels. I uh, so they, another self cr- Christmas gift. Oh, I, for, I forgot about the wheels. The wheels. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they don't quite fit. Oh, oh boy! So they're very, 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 very close. Okay. Um, when I had the when I first bought the car, I put two twenty five forty fives on there, and it wouldn't fit on one side because the camber was off. So I rolled that side. Okay. And that side fits the side that I rolled the fender on. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to add a little bit of camber and fully roll the fenders, and then I think. How hard is it to adjust the camber on that old nine eleven? Not hard. No. It's, How do you? It's pretty straightforward. Camber on torsion bar. How does? I don't remember how you it's do it. It's just constant that, camber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? It, you can't adjust it. I don't remember how you do it. I'd have to get into it again. Yeah. I've only done it once. And just a reminder for those not in the know, these are your new 1552 wheels right. on yeah, your the, vintage uh, 911. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what that size always. tire? You went from a 225.45 No, I went to... from a 205.50. Okay. Well, I went from a 225.45, then I thought those were too sticky because it just wasn't that. Those fun. are our compounds. Those are our compounds. Okay. Then I went to a 205.50. That was just a regular street. Since you got the wheels, you've no, already. This oh, is, okay. This, no. Yeah. No. It, I'm just curious because you got a bigger tire on there now. Right. Yep. And so then I went from a two hundred five fifty to a two twenty five fifty. Okay. I think that's what I did. I think so. I and think I read the specs on the sidewall because I was jealous that you had our some meaty tires. Yeah. So yeah. So that's now they're just they're really wide. The tires are wide. There's a lot of meat there. The fronts fit great. The rears uh, almost fit. They're just gonna need wide. He wide, says, wide, yes. Yeah, okay, Mr. M. Coop with your 3,000 <laughs> millimeter wide tires. 
I'll just come over with an aluminum baseball bat, Chris, and we'll roll those out for you. Yeah. So I have a fender roller. I have an Eastwood <laughs> fender roller, so I don't have to be ghetto. But the problem is, is that the fe- the Eastwood fender roller yeah. doesn't have wide. It's not wide enough. It's not 130 millimeters wide, basically. It's because oh, for the bolt, but it doesn't for the fit. Pattern, oh, so you have to get. Yeah. So I have an adapter okay. somewhere buried in my garage that, that I have, you to, have find. to find. Yeah, so I've got to get the fender roller back and then redo it and see if all the Euroworks kids that borrowed it ruined the wheel again. And, uh, <laughs> see if it. Because it's almost it's, like a skateboard wheel, isn't it? Isn't that the I consistency think it's like a of the roller? Wheel. Yeah, it's just like that's a, surprising. A polyurethane. It, it's always weird to me how like five by one thirty is huge, but five by one twenty is BMW, and they're like, yeah, that's normal. That, so that's the limit of the I, five by one thirty. No, I, I guess trucks are much much bigger. Yeah, they are. But in terms of what yeah. Eastwood's purposes are, oh, oh. you know, five by one thirty is just out of their realm. Yeah, I you're guess, probably not rolling your your trucks fenders usually. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Correct. So I got to do that. That's that's okay. what that's what I'm up to. What about you, Alex? What's the Alex got a nice sweater? Uh, from yeah, what I can my tell. mom got me a uh, a Christmas sweater with I a like tree it. on the back of an M coupe. It's kind of like sticking through the end of the M coupe, so it's not super realistic, but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> the first one they got was actually too small for me, and I looked like a dingus wearing it, so had to get an XL made. And then uh, I made myself, uh, or no, the wheels I guess would be my Christmas gift to myself. You don't have you got, them yet. You I don't have them yet. So they're not your Christmas but gift. They're, they're they're considered my Christmas gift because I had to borrow money to pay for them and then oh yeah, okay so but well, it's because you haven't sold your M3 yet yeah exactly yeah we're yeah. out guys there's an M3 for sale E36 it's white it's a nice car yeah so. price lowered just today I believe yeah, yeah. yes anyway yeah white four door but anyways yeah my my wheels are gonna be eleven and a half inches wide in the rear wow and uh, and I believe ten and a half in the front uh, eighteen inch diameter and they they should be pretty sweet um, wow yeah it's weird because they are. Um, wheels and they're you know the style of the wheels means you, you can't what change. did you just say oh, to everyone i can't say that yet wait no, okay. I'm gonna, i'll bleep that out <laughs> we'll bleep that out i'll go beep we're gonna have a bleep well so we like, don't know they don't know what kind of wheels they are so I, they, all they have if there is any sleuthing capability by anybody out there yeah. saying what you said and correct it, we're gonna have to we're gonna have so to we're gonna that. i'm gonna censor that so i'll have to go back and uh, do that after the episode <laughs> that, is over that's actually kind of funny that. but anyways they're bleep style wheels that have uh, <laughs> bolt patterns, so I have to run adapters, and that's right. kind of scary. So, thinking. what do you end up with width? What are you gonna have? How wide are the wheels? Uh, well, the, the wheels are eleven and a half inches wide, but when they're but with I the guess adapters, I was gonna say offset wise. Yeah, I'm actually. Do we not we sure. said this is remember. an M coupe, right? Did we already? Yeah, say that? I think yeah. So. yeah. It's a, it's so a, it's old, This is the old clown shoe. The gl- clown shoe car. Yeah. BMW M with coupe. that with the M engine in it. With, so Z3 M coupe. Yeah. Six and a half feet wide or whatever in the back. Yeah. Right. So they're super wide. They got super wide tires in the rear. When right. you look at them in, the, it's one of the most aggressive looking cars from the rear that I think has ever been made. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're crazy. And at least from the factory, right? You can make any car wide. Well, I was going to yeah. say, can, yeah, it's almost like the old 930-esque big hips on the side of it, right? Yeah. Right. But this is even more ridiculous. This is yeah. like by far tubes on the side of a. Yeah, so this was like factory wide body. Well, yeah, because they they had the the convertible, and then they were like, we must put the bigger engine in it. But so it you have the, the, whole the Z3M, which is the little roadster. Are yeah. those fenders the same width? Yeah, so yeah, that's they are. the same, okay. and it looks like a pancake going yeah. down the road because it doesn't have a roof. <laughs> I suppose it's just the optical illusion because now you have kind of that roof in the back. Yeah, and people actually don't know, but they made a narrow body Z3 coupes. Really? So before, but not M's. But correct. Are, right. Yeah. yeah. Before like 1990. 8.5, I think. You could buy a narrow-body Z3 coupe. Another car that you should buy instead of a Miata. Correct. Absolutely <laughs> correct. That still yep. makes more power. Absolutely. <laughs> more expensive. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Not as big expensive. of an aftermarket. Yep. I'm just going to keep going. 
All right. <laughs> so, okay, well, that's fun. There was our Christmas wrap-up. Yep. Um, Alex, I, I've met you previously, but I don't know a whole lot about what else you're doing. And I know yeah. you have this other kind of interest or operation going with Airworks. Do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about that or explain what that is? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so right now, my huge commitment in college that I'm working on is I'm building my own digital air management system. Right. Okay. So for, this is for your car if it has air ride suspension. Yeah. This is so it can be adjustable and actually manage the height of the car. Yeah, exactly. And you can buy these systems off the shelf. I know there's a couple manufacturers out there. So you're actually going and building the software and the hardware yourself. The problem with yourself. all these, with these other companies like you know, AccuAir and whoever, um, they're airlift. They're really expensive. Oh, God, we're talking anywhere from three to six thousand dollars to get a yeah. I a know setup it's not that's to get a yeah. digital setup that works and it's really nice. It's it's prohibitively expensive. And like okay. no to one, any normal person that's not buying it with their with a credit card, you know that they you know whatever. Yeah, it's, and it's, the, te- the technology itself is still stuck in like. 2005. Nobody's like, challenged these companies yet. Yeah, really. it's it's still really like bare bones, like little calculator displays that are backlit and stuff like that is how Airlift rolls. And mm. and then they have a phone app to... Not know. to shit on them, because they're great products. No, yeah, they're excellent. They're awesome, but nobody's really pushed the envelope in it. Right. Yeah, so, yeah I know they got the, kind of the phone app. I always thought that was cool. You can be across the parking lot and... and yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good time. But basically, it, it started out with me not having enough money to afford one of those systems. And I was like, hey, why don't I just make this myself? And and I challenged myself to do it, and I learned how to make circuit boards on my own in college. And then I, uh, I made a system for my M3, and that went pretty well. And then I re- <laughs> Although I do remember some of the growing pains from that system. Yeah. You were on your that way to my a- house, and you're like, hey, man, I almost died on the way to your house. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yeah, I, w- I was driving, and one of the power leads for the pressure sensors came off. So the system was like freak out mode, and then just dropped the car on the frame of the highway. <laughs> Uh, so, on the on ramp. Uh, on the on ramp. Yeah. Sorry, on the way. tires. The car's for sale. Don't worry about it. It was fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so there were some growing pains, but but overall, I mean, I ended up making this this air management system for a lot less than what it would have cost me, and so I was like, you know what? I can make this affordable. And, and to be clear, this this includes not only putting the 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 hardware system together, but it's designing the software as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that the, the pressure sensors read and the way that they interact with the software and right. how it raises and lowers and adjusts itself based on pressure, you designed all of that from nothing. Yeah. Just to be clear that this isn't like you borrowed <laughs> no, software. Yeah, like, no, yeah. Like I, I quite the accomplishment. Yeah, thank you. I, I've spent a lot of time on it. And then uh, I was talking to Chris and I was like, hey, you know, this would be great if I could make this inexpensive management for everybody and it'd be awesome and you could have, you know, management for super cheap, why not? And then Chris goes, why don't you do that? But also, I think I called you when I was driving because I was so excited about this. But you, you, might, said, you, you probably sent me a message, and I probably called you because I, I didn't want to do it for your message. Because yeah. I can't. I'm still old school. I just want to talk on the phone about stuff. Yeah. So you better. you called me, and you were like, <laughs> okay. why don't you do that, but also make the best air management system you can possibly make. That's so just make like, it not only affordable, but, but also awesome. Right. Like, because the, the, the margin is extremely high when oh, you go yeah. to buy, like, an airlift system. Yeah, what I you're imagine. what you're buying is um, a lot of R and D, of course, mm-hmm. but you're buying the name. So when you buy like airbags and stuff like that, and you're paying three to six thousand dollars, I mean, there's got to be only what the fuck was that sound? <laughs> oh, it's this, it's one of our our Bluetooth speaker just turned off. Oh. Anyway, so when you're buying like a, a a setup from like Airlift or something like that, they uh, there's huge margin there. Oh, so the God. bags, the, the controllers, that, the valves, yeah. everything, it's extremely expensive and. I don't know. It's probably like sixty-five or seventy percent margin. Yeah, the fact so there's that a lot I'm of room even, there. Yeah, the fact that I'm even like exploring in this realm, building my own thing, is a testament to how high the margins are. Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so you're how, gonna, 
how far have you gotten? You know, as as you've gone on with um, with the original setup. Because well, the original setup was pretty rudimentary. It was. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked through my phone. It worked through Bluetooth, which was cool. There was no like piece of the car when you walked into it that you were like, oh, that's the airlift controller or anything. Like I remember that. it was it was a on your phone was just like a little LED, like the picture of yep. an LED with yeah. the two little <laughs> wires coming out. Thing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it all it was. A, it was super basic. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was like a demo software thing that I had gone in and rigged up and like changed to be able to work with that. Um, no, but the current software I'm actually and the and the current build is is incredible. Um, I just finished putting in my order for the circuit boards for the controllers, and they are totally wireless, um, touchscreen, full color displays, um, with no physical like buttons on the outside. It's just the touchscreen itself. Right. And cool. uh, and you're designing this user interface. That's part of your your yeah, major I'm, now. Yeah, I'm right? a user interface major. Oh, you now. are. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. So I do psychology and programming combined. But then the the, the thing that's going to be the real challenge now is uh, is designing the main controller part. And I'll just say that it's going to use GPS because no one wants to air out at speed. Right. And I think that's the next big thing. Because everyone, when you tell someone, hey, I want to bag my car, they're always like, oh, that's not safe. Like, what if it randomly airs out on you? Like, digital air management systems have done pretty stupid stuff in the past, as I've seen with my growing pains of my own system. Huh. So I was like, we can fix this really easy. And then also stuff, I mean, I don't want to, disclose like everything but uh we'll save that for another you know, one let's say your front left bag goes out why doesn't the system know that and then air up the other three trying to keep you from having a crash or something like that yeah so we so, i really look forward to yeah we'll have to hear that. more about yeah. that yeah for yeah sure but thanks I mean, for asking you've got to be getting pretty close to i mean it's going to be spring early summer you'll be putting this stuff on your car yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome yep very cool so with that, let's move right into our kind of main feature here, talking about your guys' road trip uh, back what? from Monterey. What road trip? <laughs> <laughs> you just threw them off. So yeah, sorry. Anyway. I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's a bad okay. joke. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no. So you guys, uh, for those that aren't aware, went out to Monterey Car Week in California. Right. It's one of the biggest car get-togethers in the world. Ever. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's incredible. And I don't know which one of you actually had the hair branding idea to drive back via kind of back roads, not taking a direct road, all the way back here to Minneapolis. Alex in... actually forgot he was even going till like two weeks before. <laughs> to like two days before. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, remember, we're flying out to Monterey. Like, like, yeah, like so now? Jess will pick you up, or Jess and I will pick you up you know thursday and i was like oh that's like two days from now yeah so basically what it was i went out there to well yeah let's start from square one where did this whole idea originate well i did you a... know you were going out to the car week first yeah yeah i knew okay. that i was going out there i was shooting a, uh adam carolla's 935 he's yep. got paul newman's 935 and i knew that i had to i'd already interviewed him and i'd already started writing the article and i had to go out there and shoot it so i was talking to uh uh, Matt DeAndrea, who runs the podcast with Adam, runs yep. CarCast with Adam. And I've been talking to him about how do I get out there? When's a good time to do this? And basically, we just came down to the fact of let's just do it at Laguna Seca when you're during Monterey, when it's going to be on the track, when Adam's going to be around. Sure. So that's the way that it kind of ended up being is I'm going out there anyway. And I'm like, well, it's this much money to fly out there, this much money to fly back. I've kind of, you know, as an automotive journalist, I can kind of shift my schedule around and do what I want. So... I'm like, why don't we? Why don't I just drive out there and drive back? Yeah. And then I was like, driving out there and driving back. That's basically anywhere from six to eight out, days 
of driving. And 90 right? hours. And not, what would have ended up being almost, yeah, anywhere from 80, A to, miles. 80 to 100 hours in that car. Yeah. Which, you know, it's uh, it's something I've done before. Well, let me interject. Well, you, not you necessarily. You didn't have but. to take your old vintage 911 out there. No. Was I, that a separate I, decision then? So I thought about driving our sport wagon out, our TDI. Yeah. Because I'm like, this thing is great gas mileage. Yeah, it's we'll the just, perfect road trip car. It really is. It would have been perfect. But I just felt that I needed to take care, take the opportunity right. to drive it. Because I've driven back before from California. Yep. Well, I think you said this in your article. You said there's always like the little trips and little like, you know, school runs and grocery runs that kind of eat away at your car and they're just high, pointless highway miles. You got to do something that's really, I did that. Like I used my car sure, for the sure. miles. You're earning something for yourself. You're yeah. earning your own nostalgia, basically. Right. Well, you yeah, know, you're making memories. Yeah, you're making memories. And anything that's worth this, this having nostalgia for later isn't necessarily easy. So yeah. um, we, I wanted to kind of create that for myself. Right. And I wanted to, I really wanted to create that for Alex, who'd never been anywhere west of Minnesota, yeah. as far as I know, at the time. <laughs> yep. And um, I actually didn't know Alex that well when we first started this. I yeah, was I like, was wondering you just how... come with me? I mean, we'd only known each other for like three months, but yep. I really liked him, and I really liked his attitude, and I thought he was really talented Thanks. at the time. So there was probably almost probably eight months between when we went... Okay. And, or when I asked him to go and we actually went. So our friendship okay. kind of so, developed along that time. Yeah, this yeah. had been in the planning phase for quite some time. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so taking the the, uh, the two-lane roads all the way back was, A, I can't drive my car that fast to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't drive 80, 90 miles an hour across the interstate and just be fine because my right. car's at a million RPMs and it gets hot. Because you got that short ratio gearbox. Short ratio gearbox. I'm like, yep. well, why don't we just take back roads and enjoy it and go into the middle of nowhere on some of the loneliest roads in America? Why don't we just... Highway 6 or whatever. Yeah, Highway 6. And, you know, there's all kinds of great, you know, lonely roads out there. But we wa- I wanted to... I wanted to create something and see something and do something special with the car. Because like he said, I mean, I dr- I've driven the car almost 50,000 miles in the last five years. And that's driving it to the grocery store. It's driving it to hang out with my buddies. It's driving it to photo shoots. It's driving it right. to, to, to shoot weddings. It's to, you know, I've it's driv- a testament that you are actually using the car. This isn't a garage queen. But in the same way, it's almost like a, you don't appreciate the car as much because you're driving it every single day. You know, the best experience you have when you're getting in, into a car is a lot of people in this country won't understand, but it's that first drive after winter. Yeah. When you take the car out, you get in it, and you're like, oh, my God, I cannot believe what this car can do. And I think that you lose that it's, a little bit when yeah, you drive it so much. Yeah, the whole thought of absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Exactly. You're yearning yep. after it when you can't drive it for when we're up here in Minneapolis right. during the winter exactly. or choose not to. So when you're driving it all summer even, I was driving the car every day. I mean, I was putting, you know, 10, I was putting normal amount of car miles that you report to your insurance company <laughs> on a car. And it's this old car, and I had no radio, no air conditioning, no power, anything, and I was just doing it anyway. So I enjoyed that, but I'm like, this isn't necessarily special. You know, it's almost like you're, um, it's like having a really nice whiskey that you drink every day versus having the whiskey that you have up on the shelf that you only pull down for special occasions. And it's yeah. an experience then. And it's an experience then. So I felt I was losing that a little bit. So I wanted to have a really good experience with the car. I wanted to take it out and really do something with it. Yep. So no, that's, I, li- that's I like kinda that where, analogy. That's kind of where it came from. Of the whiskey. Yeah, that's kind of where the the whole concept came from. Okay. Yeah. And Alex, you uh, you had some time that you agreed to to go through this yeah. epic adventure. Oh, it was pretty funny when I went up to my mom and I was like, "Hey, so this Chris guy that you've never met or like met <laughs> once, hey, he wants to take me to California and then drive back in his 911." 
And uh, and I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is makes total sense. There's nothing that could go wrong. And she's like, uh, you're coming back like four days before your college starts, <laughs> and like time crunch. Yeah, it's mega time crunch. So convincing her was a little bit challenging at first, but once once that was uh, was solved, it was it, I would, I got really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it was. And until then you, I until totally you forgot, forgot about it. Until you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, you had shipped the car. Yep, I just, out because I didn't want to drive eighty or ninety hours. I, I decided we'll ship it out there because right. we're saving four days. Four days worth of hotel. Four right. days worth of eating. Four days worth of being in the car. Four days of lost work. Four days. I mean, when you think about shipping a car out there for six to nine hundred bucks or whatever it costs. There's you can almost just, you know, fly out there for the right. same amount of cost. So it's yeah. like two hundred sixty five dollars to fly out there and plus six hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars to ship it. So you're at like a thousand bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How much of your time is that worth? Right. Exactly. So but opportunity I did, cost of lost time. Lost time and plus the hotels are a hundred to two hundred dollars a night. You know, it's probably a little bit more expensive to do it the way that we did it, but not by much. Okay. So we ended up shipping the car out to uh Stance Works. Um, uh, Michael Burroughs and Andrew Ritter were nice enough to take delivery of the car there, which was destroyed. It was the car filthy. Destroyed. They sent me a picture because <laughs> it was, was open, open truck trailer. Yeah, I'm cheap. Yeah. I'm cheap. So I sent it, you know, yeah. as cheap as I possibly could. I was going to ask you because I've never shipped a car or had a car shipped. I mean, you just looked in the not the phone book anymore, but you looked in Google, just found some shipping company and went from there. Nope. I actually uh, one of our sponsors, Luther Westside Volkswagen. Yeah. Was nice enough to uh, help me arrange shipping. Excellent. So I paid regular rates, but it was I got to skip because the whole shipping industry with cars is horrible. I've had to deal with it if with you, cars. If you go online, bad stories about that. Yeah, you go online, you say I want to ship this car, give me a quote. Within right. thirty seconds, you'll have ten people calling you, emailing you. Yep. It's, it's like that competitive. It's yeah. super gypsy, it's competitive, insane. weird. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I wouldn't have known that. So. Having an in, not having to deal with any of that was awesome. So Absolutely. I just went for it regardless of the cost because I knew they were, I knew they wouldn't screw me on the cost, and I knew that I didn't have to deal with any of that. So yeah, it was, it was great. Nice having two, kind of a reputable. Yeah, two things on when we started to ship the car. One, the most nervous I think I'd ever seen Chris was when we dropped the car off at Volkswagen, <laughs> and Chris had this really like giddy sort of like I don't know if this is a good idea kind of vibe Anxious around him. Yeah. Anticipation. And, I suppose I probably did. And the moment we realized we were we had no idea what we were doing with filming the trip was when we left the film equipment in the car. <laughs> when it got shipped, so we couldn't. Well, I was going to ask you, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, if you how you shipped all of your equipment because I know you had all car. of your put it camera in, equipment yeah, as well. We, we put it in the front trunk of the okay. 911, and that makes sense. But it, yeah. now it here is going across the country, and you have no idea where it is. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like my whole my whole net worth was in the front trunk of the car, basically, and my net worth was the car. And yeah, so it's gone. Car. Yeah, and uh, and I we left it there, and someone else was gonna someone else drove it to the place where it was gonna get picked up to be shipped. I was so. gonna say that's another thing. At least when you know the the truck pulls up in front of your your house, and you can pull it on the trailer for them, and you see it getting set up and ready to go, then you're like, okay, next time I see it, it it won't have moved off the trailer. Yeah, right. But you didn't have that peace of mind. No, I did not. Wait, so it actually, <laughs> so wait, someone someone other than like Stanceworks drove it off the trailer? Or like? Oh, no, this is when I dropped it off. Oh, okay. So, so uh, my buddy right. Jim Southwell, who's a great guy over at Westside, uh, retired now, but he's the one that drove it down to the um, drove it down to the shipping place and they put it on the trailer. So it went over, gotcha. to, so we picked, so I got a couple pictures of the car when it got there from Stanceworks yeah. of, uh, of, of it arriving and being super dirty mm-hmm. and uh, 
Yeah, it was. It was when what time of year did you guys leave? When was this actually that you guys August. left? August. It was August. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think it's like like mid August. Yeah, basically. it was mid August. Okay. We got back right before college, and yeah. that's like so. so but we were gone day. three weeks. I mean, we were gone a long time. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. So Stansworks yeah. is in Los Angeles. Yep. So we sh- when we shipped the car there, I had planned I wanted to hang out with those guys and meet Matt Crook from 1552. Yeah, and, I wanted to ask you about the whole Stansworks connection and what you guys did with them. It was amazing. Yeah, so I imagine it, those guys have been around for a long time. I mean, they're really, really founders in the community they're for OG, OG, the OG for sure. <laughs> and uh, th- this is actually a term where that actually works. They yeah. are. And um, and I've worked with them a lot. I've met them a couple of times at shows. I've had a lot of articles published there. And it's actually a, these two guys. I used to kind of dislike what they do. Why um, is that? Um, because I thought it was this was back when all the cars were really getting stanced out. And I it naively just associated stance works. I thought that they were part of the problem, but oh, as I got to yeah. know them, I knew that I understood that they weren't. I mean, they're they're genuine car guys with genuinely good taste. And I started to kind of I wrote an article called "Why I'm Here," which was my first article that I ever wrote for Stance Works. Saying, I do remember that now that you mention it. Yeah, it was yeah. just basically talking about you know this is why I'm here. That was the first you article know? of yours I ever read. Yeah, so it was. Uh, it was really nice to go out and, and meet those guys and hang out with them for more than just, you know, five minutes at a show. Like, hey, what's up? Oh, you're shooting this car. Oh, goodbye. So it was nice to get out there and hang out with those guys. That was kind of the goal was to was to meet them and spend a few days with those. So we did. I mean, we spent probably two or three days. Yeah. And I freaked out the up. whole time. Yeah. Alex, that was the beginning of the wow experience for Alex. <laughs> I freaked it was, out the it was, whole time. By freaked wow. out, you mean you were wow. just like enamored by everything. Wow. Well, I mean, every almost every single one of my wallpapers on my phone was something of Stansworks since I was like, I what, gotcha. 13. Yeah. And then I, you know, I'm there with the shop and Michael Burroughs is picking us up and stuff. And I'm just like freaking out. Very cool. Yeah. He picked us up at the airport and his LS swapped. FJ. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, I've read about that. That must have been fun. So logistically, you're flying into L.A. airport. Mike picks you up in the stance. Uh, John garage. Wayne. Well, whatever. Yeah, we flew uh, regardless. In. Yeah. Um, where is Monterey Car Week? So that's like if you were to just drive straight north, it's kind of almost probably two thirds the way to San Francisco okay. on, the, on the shore. So you weren't flying right into your destination. No, not no. at all. I just <laughs> thought it would give us an opportunity to drive more in California and see more yeah, things. That's yep. awesome. And I know um, I read your article, and, and our listeners may have as well, or, or will be. I'm sure you'll link to it. And I remember reading that you it took you a while to kind of find what you thought of as like your stereotypical idealist California. Well, when we got there, we, we went from the airport straight to Cosa Mesa. Mm-hmm. And all it was was these one-story drab buildings and the and it was clean, but the roads were still kind of shitty. Yeah, and like that, I just the, it wasn't quite yeah, what I thought it the was. Same California effect, would be the same effect happened to me, which is interesting because I've never even been there, like or I've never been on the West Coast, and I was like, right. this doesn't seem like this just seems like like Florida or like it any other warm American place. It didn't but, seem but like to be fair, Costa Mesa is kind of industrious. There's a lot of yeah, shops there, yeah. a lot of you know, a lot of. Um, you know, you don't can't see them from the outside of the building. A lot of car stuff. A lot of car stuff in Costa Mesa, which is why I guess Stanceworks is based there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that for makes sure. Sense. I mean, in their in their building that they have, there's a bunch of different car things. Yep. So it's it's basically that's what's there. There was like an orange on orange or on Sherbert or whatever, like suburban that came out with yeah. like Lamborghini doors and stuff. Yeah, in the back. <laughs> <It's> very, <laughs> very so that eclectic. gives us a visual of that area. Yeah. Okay, yep. it's makes a very sense. eclectic car area, but, yeah. but there's like houses dotted amongst. But right. it never really felt right. So the first thing we did was. Take the car to get washed. Yep. And then which was we, weird. And then we, yeah, there's, they don't have regular, regular car washes there because of the water thing. So oh. everything is like waterless washes. So I'm like, all right, well, hopefully this goes Interesting. Because okay. the thing was so dirty yeah. that I had to get it washed. 
So I just like gave it to these guys, and they it looked great. I mean, they did a good job. You can't wash your own car like at a car wash there. Like, wow. the guys it doesn't do really it exist for you. Yeah, it's weird. That seems so but weird. But all to the us. gas stations have these little like car wash things where there's a With bunch guys, of dudes that yeah. just and wash your car. They just give you a sponge bath for your car, basically, or what? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And reuse the exact same dusty rag every time. <laughs> yep. I think they take a little more pride in it than that. Okay, they did a hopefully. good, they did a they good did job, a and it looked job. clean, and it wasn't super yeah. scratched up. Yep. So highlights from Reddit Stance Works there, and then we'll, we'll kind of move on to the rest of the trip. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you guys both just looked at me with eyes of rusty. Well, because I down. know, uh, yeah. Because that video on Facebook now has, what, 1.4 million views or something? Does it? Like okay. Yeah. So for those yeah. that aren't in the know, and I'm sure actually our listener demographic knows Stanceworks very well, um, but Rusty Slamington is kind of Stanceworks' like, claim to fame, their car, when you think, yeah. or it's synonymous, I guess, with yeah. them. E28 5 Series that, I, mean, I won't go into all of the detail because it's just, it's crazy history, but it was like, it was a BMW, then it had a 2JZ in it, then it was bagged, then it was rusted out. Then, then it, it was, was on fire. Then it was on fire right. twice. Maybe. I don't know. I was on fire with like 35 grand in wheels that burned up and it was awful. And then it was rebuilt on a crazy fr- like tube frame. They chassis. built a full tube frame for yeah, it. With yeah. a, for, it was a, they revealed it at SEMA, I think, wasn't it? Yep. A few yeah, years a couple ago? years ago. And yeah. then it was a, an S38 built by VAC, I think. And the S38 motor that's in that car is effectively an M1 engine. It's a race car. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah and so you yeah. got to go for a ride in this car. Yeah, basically yeah. what happened was we he's Mike was like, "Do you want to hear it?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure, we'd love to hear it." So I climbed up on a ladder with my phone and I'm taking a I've video. I've got my them. phone too. Like we're like phone, and then yeah. he backs it out, and then he just looks at Alex. I can, and he just lets go for a ride. And I remember yeah. seeing <laughs> Alex's eyes turn from little white circles with little black things <laughs> to saucer plates. Yeah, just basically yeah. Well, it was, I was holding my phone, recording the car, and and he like motioned with his hand, like come closer. And I'm like, okay, I guess maybe he wants me to, like, shoot something on the inside of the car. Yeah, get close up. He had just been talking about how he had the car out, like, a year prior, and the cops had got him when he was driving Well, I was going to say, this thing can't be street legal. No, Ooh, it's, no. no, it's not. <laughs> and if the cops were like, I never want to see this thing again. So he, he pulls it out, and he's motioning, like, for me to come over, and I'm like, there's no way he wants me to ride in this thing. And then he goes, get in. And I'm like... Oh God! But he's like, <laughs> get in. Yeah, because I mean the thing is, I mean it's so loud. I, yeah. I said this in the I've, I've you know I've been working on the Dossiel film and the interview in the part where I'm talking about Rusty. I remember saying, I knew when I saw that Mike had earplugs in that I was <laughs> I was in for something that you was were ill be prepared. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah, I was just. I hopped into this thing and the exhaust was like right on the runner board of the car, so I was like burning my foot, and then Your I, I crawled in. Yeah, the tip of my actually, they're yeah, just in this room right now. The tip of that shoe is melted a little bit uh, from the exhaust header being right and there. And are there. you gonna are you gonna keep that shoe forever? I am probably <laughs> just like I keep my Travis Pastrana signed shoe. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I I got in the car and it was unbearably hot. And I remember him saying, "There's no way." The reason why he doesn't drive it much is because it's just hard to be in because it's so hot. Like yeah, I could see that. I well, could it's, reach it's out. sensory everything. It's just difficult. Could, right. This isn't a comfy streetcar. With my arm from the passenger seat and turn the throttle on the engine. That's how close it is. There's no because oh, he's sure, got because he's it's got it set moved back, back in. in the firewall. Yeah. There's no floor and there's no firewall. Yep. <laughs> That's well, awesome. To be fair, it's not entirely completed yet. So well, yeah. Some of the but things that are dangerous. <laughs> some yes. Some of the things that I just want to say that some of the things the reason the car is yeah. dangerous. He's not done. So yeah, right. when you say that there's no firewall, it's like not that there ever won't be a firewall. There just isn't one yet. Yeah. So just to, so we yeah, don't think so that it's just as dangerous. No, we'll car. give him the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, it is he's getting there. A testament to how much work has gone into that car and just yeah, how, yeah. how, it's, how insane it's it is. Amazing. 
Um, so my ears were already bleeding, and uh, we pulled out onto the road, and he ripped it through first and second gear, and I was like, there's cars whizzing by, and the thing's bouncing because it's just, you know, so stiff. Stiff suspension. Yeah. Yep. There's no floor, so your feet could, like, go off the bar onto the road oh. onto the car. <laughs> like, it's really sketchy. And it's, like, between a rock and a hard place between the header and the Where, do you, oh, where sure. do you put your feet? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it was so loud. And I remember the distinct feeling of that drive was when, you know when you're doing something, like, really dumb and your brain stem is, like, get out of this situation. Like, stop doing this. <laughs> this is a bad idea. The flight or flight. Yeah, exactly. That was the feeling I got in the car when he, like, went full throttle. And it was... It was terrifying, and it was awesome. I loved it. So that was, was your great. highlight. Okay. Yeah, that was the best part of the whole trip for me. Um, I don't know <laughs> if we want to touch on actually being in Monterey for Car Week at all, or if we I mean, should. we can. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, We've, I mean, was, well, you tell me about that, Chris. Um, well, we had to get there first. So we, uh, uh, Mike and Andrew wanted us to shoot a film for Nitto Tire with them doing oh, okay. rock crawling stuff with their FJs and some Land Rover stuff that with their buddies had. Sure. So we went up to... Big Bear mm, on our gorgeous. way basically to Monterey. Okay. So that was our drive. If you um, think Big Bear is off to the northeast-ish from um, from Los Angeles, we drove up there, and that's kind of when we first realized that the car was that what elevate what altitude really oh, did to a car. Big time. Yeah. I mean, we we're driving all of a sudden. I'm like, there's a Mercedes in front of us. I'm like trying to like all of a sudden I went to floor it. Yep. And there was nothing there. <laughs> yeah. And I drove it, and I was like, wow, this is slow. It was slow. Old but, school CIS naturally yep. aspirated. As time yep. went as time went on, you know, th- the car performed better than most cars at elevation. So in in contrast to what I'm used to, it wasn't fast, but it was right. compared to other stuff that was on the road, it was still. Far more capable than some of the other stuff that was really struggling. Yeah, Even sure. stuff that had fuel injection, it still was able to get out of the way and, and right. do what it needed to do. So that was, that was good. Totally overladen and like bouncing on the. Oh, man. We, th- th- there was so much stuff in that car. Oh, it was you just so under dampened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It oh, was yeah. bad. <laughs> Plus, I was just terrified half the time. But. Yes. So then we left Big Bear and we ended up driving through the Mojave Desert. Which okay. was the, that was the hottest part of our whole trip. Oh, God. It what, was, what was the highest temperature you saw? A hundred. Yeah, it was like 100, 101. I yeah, remember was, opening my phone and the home screen was like three digits, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, it's basically like your <laughs> phone turns off immediately if you put it on the dash. Yeah. Yeah. I remember pulling into, we went down the hill following some Ford Focus that was melting its brakes on the way down the mountain <laughs> from Big Bear. so bad. Like, literally, just, you could see his brake lights were on the whole way, and I'm just in, like, third gear, second gear, just, like, going back and forth, just coasting down yep. this whole hill. Yep. Meanwhile, Anyways, you look over, and it's, like, Lamas at night where the rotors are glowing red. <laughs> they probably, was, like, I would not <laughs> doubt it. I would not doubt it because that guy was on the brakes the whole way. Yeah. So we pulled up into this uh, Sinclair station, walked in, and there's, like, a girl with, like, pink fingernails and pink lipstick chewing bubble gum with the blonde okay. hair with the bangs and the ponytail with, yeah. like, the little purple hair tie. And I'm like, how warm is it? And she's well, let me check out my phone. Oh, it's 102. And I'm like, holy shit, it's 102 degrees. So it was literally. And she's could, like, yeah, that's a Tuesday. Yeah, it was. I'm just like, why does anybody live here? Yeah. Well, they would ask us the same thing because our temperature right now outside is like zero. Yeah, yeah. but I can put a coat on. They, I mean, well, you could be naked standing normal out. Normal people would have their air conditioning on in that uh, instance, but let's Correct. clarify your 72 911 does your not air have air conditioning. Even your air conditioning on like your brand new car when it's 102, 103 degrees outside. You don't think it can keep up? I don't think it's going to work that great. And the weirdest part about that whole experience was when we first realized that you can be in, like, a basin with, like, mountains surrounding you. Right. And you're still at, like, 7,000 feet of elevation. Oh, right. Yep. So you're like, oh, we're down here in the basin. And then it's like, oh, we still have no It was actually that area was where they filmed the first episode of Grand Tour. 
where all the cars the are like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the intro where all the cars are driving oh, into the across stage. the desert yeah, or whatever. That's right there. Okay. Yeah, I took some pictures out near there. And Very it's cool. just flat, and there's just nothing. <laughs> Except there's, like, little trailers with, like, mailboxes, like, 10 miles. Like, you look and off, donkeys. you're driving down the road. Yeah, wild donkeys wandering yeah. around. It's weird. It was weird. So oh. we're driving, and you see a mailbox. It's, like, teetering over. And it's rusty. The door is half open. And you look down the driveway to find out where this place is. And, like, twinkling in the distance with a little barrage of heat, you see, <laughs> you see like, a little Airstream trailer, like a little yeah. 12-foot trailer. Wow. Like, the dude lives there. He probably owes like about $2 million being... in taxes off the grid. I was going to say, talk about being off grid. <laughs> that is off grid. I mean, wow. there's there's nothing. Yep. And uh, I mean, that was the that was the first nothing we really experienced. And it wasn't even that bad compared to some of the other other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So once we got through there, we I mean, we kept stopping to see things. I mean, we just couldn't. And getting stickers. Well, and st- and <laughs> sticker guy. Yeah, we kept looking for stickers that delineate. Well, I was going to say, did. I mean, the whole point of the strips, it sounds like, was, you know, taking the road less traveled and stopping to smell the roses to use two different uh, metaphors in one. But, you know, you're, you're taking your time and enjoying it and experiencing what a road trip can be. Right. And we I think that it was a good taste of what was to come in terms of driving. But yeah. we literally could not get ourselves to Monterey. Yeah. Every <laughs> like, single we time just, we you just were kept, like. You were like, okay, this will be four hours. And then it was like eight hours later. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. We just yeah. kept stopping. It and was... Like, well, look at this. And we stopped at like an airplane graveyard. And then we stopped at this oh, sure. place that had like a motel. abandoned motel. And then like there's these places that had like a million windmills. Where we, got, we got pictures here. This yeah. is so awesome. And then we found this place called uh, Arvin. Oh, man. No, Apple Maps found it. Apple Maps we was like, Apple Maps. was like, would you like <laughs> to take this route? It's six minutes faster than your, the rest of your six hours that you're going to be driving. Okay. Sure, why not? It's off this road that was seemingly a little busy. It was, a, it was like a four-lane freeway or whatever. We're like, ah, this sucks. So we're like, yeah, let's get out of here. So we turn left, and we're behind a semi or whatever, so we pass him. So pretty. And we were basically oh, skirting um, to our right, probably... I don't know. It had to have been like another thousand feet below us. Yeah, was the farm basin of California, oh, where okay. all the produce is grown. So smells it just terrible. smells terrible. So <laughs> it's it's like this beautiful thing with your eyes and a horrible thing yeah, with your nose. Manure alley. Yeah, you could see the haze of it. So it's like <laughs> this whole farmland just cast out beneath you, and up to the right, it the mountains start to climb up. Sure. So it's like we were driving on the edge of this fertile landscape, coupled with these beautiful mountains. And as, and pretty soon we're like, okay, we're like, we wanted to do some shooting because we're like, it's so beautiful. Right. right? The sunset's going to be in 17 minutes, 15 minutes, 12 minutes. Yeah. Fuck. Like, what are we yeah. going to do? We need to find a spot like right now. And then we found a spot. We're like, oh, this is bad. So we get back in the car and the thing doesn't really have much power yet. And we're trying to like drive around and it's that was hot intense. as fuck. And we're, yeah, it was, it was intense. That's trying to find a spot like without knowing where you are. But right. we were blessed. We found this great, great vista. And uh, what, it was the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen in my I life. I pull up to wow. a lady who had some dubs on a Suburban. And yeah. Her kid. We're like, and we were can like, you hey, please you not please be here? It's like so the only can... person within miles. Could you <laughs> did you ask her to move? Yeah, I was yeah like, we did. <laughs> I don't ever have any problem doing that. I'd be like, hey, I want to film this. Can you move? Yeah. Most people are pretty okay with understand. Yeah. yeah. But the was... sun was shining through, you know, it was off to the west was the was the ocean. Right. And as the sun set, it was shining through over these farm fields, which was just, it, they were so far below us that it was just like a grid. Like, you could just see, like, the little squares laid out below you. And uh, I was just, it was absolutely beautiful. I did a Facebook Live from there that was titled The Most Beautiful Place I've Ever Been. It was amazing. (laughs) It was, of all the sunsets we saw in California and throughout the rest of the trip home, nothing nothing will beat that. It was so pretty. It was great. And then we went through Arvin, which actually was uh, basically Mexico. I mean, there was no, (laughs) usually it's English first, Spanish second. This was Spanish first, no English. 
Yep. So it was it was like a being in a different country and as we was, drove through this place called Arvin, and it smelled so the bad. Bugs were so bad. It, it was, was ridiculous, horrible, wow. was horrible cake. place to be. Although I did <laughs> I did find a, a counterfeit Supreme sticker laying on the ground. You did that was when I actually liked Supreme. Yeah, so that, that was, that was like nice. That <laughs> so there, that went to your sticker collection. That, that went to his glove apparently. box. It went in my glove box. And I, I think I threw it away. So were yep. you on any timeline to get to Car Week? No, I no. mean we weren't on really. On, we were maybe you a little to bit. Get there before I wanted the to get there ended. before that day we was had over. Hotels scheduled. Yeah, we had an Airbnb that we were trying to get to, and okay. I think we ended up getting there at like eleven o'clock at night or something. Yeah, but we ended up getting on the one north. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the one? I was. All I was thinking about was how bad we toasted that driveway entrance on the Airbnb, and your car. Oh yeah, I gouged the f balls out of that. It was not a good driveway. <laughs> the the driveway, first time I pulled in, yeah, it was dark. Just. Just like a drag eight my inch, oh, 45 degree front. angle little lip on the yeah. front of the driveway, yeah. and it was just like, yeah, it was no good. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say you just did a nasty burnout there or something. No, oh, I was no. trying to, I was trying to remember <laughs> if I did. I'm like, did I do a big burnout on her driveway? Because it seems like something I might do. <laughs> yeah. did, I, did I forget about that? So yeah, we finally made it to Monterey. Yeah, it was it awesome. Was, uh, it was quite the trip there. Hot, cold, every single thing you another, could have. Yep. Yeah. Another little thing, just a little detail that it, it won't end up in the video or in the article, but one thing I noticed when I was there is that all the floors are hard as shit because it's just concrete over sand because it's a desert. So you mean like like when the, you're walking the ground regardless. Like when you're walking in houses like here okay. like in this, you know, studio we're in right now. Yeah, they're all like, slab on grade. Right. Yeah. Down so there. Like, there's no basements. Here yeah. it's like nice and soft on your feet and any house that you walk in in Monterey or a building was just hard. Yeah, weird. Yeah, there's no, no no basements. Yeah. So, how long did you stay out at Car Week, and what were some we of the were highlights there a week. for that? You were you were there a full yeah what seven well, days or? probably yeah absolutely. Yep. Wow. I mean we we man the highlights are it's tough to say probably for me it was just stumbling upon that F40. Oh was my probably, god! You know yeah. we we were out scouting for I shot a um a car for Road Scholars. It's a Cayman 911, and uh, so it's a Cayman, but it's got a 911 right. front end and a 911. No, it's a Cayman engine. It's, it's a highly modified Cayman engine. A, yeah, it's an okay. X fifty three point eight liter. Yeah, it's it's like it's a really nicely done engine, really beautiful car. So I, we were out scouting for a place to shoot it, and we were out on the beach by Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not a beach at all; it's all kinds of rocks. What's called Pebble? It's beach. like a golf course yeah. plus rocks. Yeah. So there's all kinds of rocks <laughs> out there. So anyway, we drive in, and I I I'm like, where else should we go? Is that place going to work? We found a spot that we thought may work. I'm like, should we turn left? Should we turn right? So I look left, right, left, and then I go, what is that? And I could see, like, you know, an F40 has two little round taillights. It's on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like the taillights, and then the yep. wing went up and to the right, and then it cut off because it was like <laughs> the angle that we see. were at is all we could see through his driveway. Right. And I'm like, holy shit. So I pull, <laughs> We so just I, stared at each other for like 15 seconds. Yeah, so I, like, I pull oh left, my God. I pull, and I park right next to his driveway, yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to go knock on the door, and you, <laughs> and you are going to film this car. And, and I was Al, scared as shit. He's like, no. Absolutely not. No, no. I'm like, get well, out of the car. Because rich people, right? Like, you know, like six or uh, nine. How old am I? Nineteen year old kid, like super rich dudes. And I'm like, I don't want to disturb anyone. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You'll never see the guy again if yeah. he says no. Turns out, it's coolest worth guy it. Ever. So anyway, so as we're arguing about it, I'm like, fine, fuck it, I'll go. So I get right. out of the car and the guy's walking down his driveway and he motions me to pull the car in. Oh, fun! He so heard I, the car. He heard yeah. it. It's loud as fuck. Just like idling. So I ended up pulling into his driveway and the guy was awesome. Yeah, he well, was he, super great, dude. He, he had figured out that instead of putting miles on an on his, this is going to sound kind of funny in retrospect, but instead of put a instead of putting miles on his F40 and driving it to the car show, he just let the car show come to him. 
so he so just, just like lets it sit there, yeah, and anybody that wants to come in, SLS oh, I see what you mean. Parked out, and people yeah, just so come people up to just it. stop and talk to him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, so he's he like, figured that out. You wanna you wanna open it up? And so I helped him open the rear lid of oh, the thing, wow, which yeah. was heavier than I thought it was gonna yeah, and be, flimsier than I thought. Flimsy, it was be. yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like, you wanna start it up? So we basically did like this little mini film of this of this of this F40. So I'm so glad we stopped. That was really. Like a really intense part of the trip, maybe not my favorite, but it was it was really cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed that cool quite experience. a bit. But the thing sounded, you know, a little rough at start when it was cold. I but felt once, bad. Yeah, he started it and immediately started revving it. Yeah, it was cold. I was like, it was misfiring a little bit. But it, yeah. once it warmed up, things sounded so. It sounded oh, yeah. so cool, amazing. Just that small displacement V8. Yeah. Tur- you could hear the turbos oh, just yeah. like whirring away. Yep. And it a was... third exhaust pipe that's actually for function yeah. instead of our new Ferraris that just yep. have three exhaust pipes. Yeah. So that was cool. So we did a little. Alex did a little film of that, and yep. uh, I tried to stay out of his way, but. Probably didn't do it. <laughs> no, it was it was great. It was awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So after Car Week, then, because I do want well, to get. Wait, to wait. The, what was the, your what was your favorite part of Car Week? What did you? Uh, all of it. Like there, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was just there's so many little special things, right? Like turning the corner in Car in uh yeah Carmel and seeing a Bugatti, one of two Bugatti EB one tens that's in the United States, oh, and wow. a Veyron, both in black and white, just chilling in the middle of the street, <laughs> or and a Ferrari two fifty. Yeah, just sitting GT. parked on the street, oh, just wow. right there, and then going to like the nearby shops. Like I went to go in and get a beverage of some type with you, and there was a sign that said like Lamborghini Veneno parking five thousand dollars. Like little stuff <laughs> like that. That's just it's just awesome. So all for, of it for the uninitiated like myself. What explain what Car Week is? Because okay, this isn't so, like SEMA where it's a big industry. Car no, show. so this is basically you've got Laguna Seca. Historics, the Monterey Historic Races right. at Laguna Mazda okay. Laguna Seca. So is Raceway. that what it surrounds? Is yes. this historic? So it's race. got the historic race, but then okay. everybody else comes there and basically takes over an entire city. Right. I mean, you're driving. You can't drive 30 seconds without seeing a Murcielago. That would be like yeah. low tier. Right. Like, yeah. oh, there's another one. I mean, <laughs> probably the most special car that we saw was a Rymac. Yep. Yeah. An all I... electric. All electric. High oh, that's car. the one that uh, Hammond. Uh, Hammond, Hammond crashed. crashed. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, Alex goes. I, I didn't even know what it was at the time. Alex is like, oh, I don't know if a, I would it's recognize it. It's a Rymac. It. And I was like, what the hell is that? And he's yeah. like, oh, it's a supercar we with like 15. When we were leaving the Baja Cantina, yep. like we were like, okay, we're done. We're not going to shoot anything more. We're yeah. going to go back to the you know Airbnb. And this thing passed us in the other lane. And I like freaked out. I was like, dude, you, we got to turn around. Out big time. We got to turn around. We can run back. <laughs> you know, whatever. And and he pulls up next to it. And the guy's like, we were like, dude, thumbs up. Like, beautiful car. And the guy says says back at Chris, like, beautiful car. Like, your 911. Like, love the blue. So cool. Was, it was pretty I'm sure it helped. And it was the owner of the company. Yeah, it was like one of the co-owners. Yeah, was, oh, well. really? Yeah, it was the owner yeah. of the company. It was, oh, geez. It was really, I think it was really the neat. same guy who interviewed. I was going to say Hammond. they did an interview after yep, that whole thing happened. Guy. Yep. Oh, that's really cool. I think. Wow. So that was that was neat. I mean, yeah. just be. I mean, it was just not. I can't even impress upon people enough what it was like. I mean, it was just. It was almost like when you're weightlifting and you ask for more weights to get put on, but you and it's just like you're just trying to hold it from crushing your chest. Okay. <laughs> it's like that. Just imagine like. 300 supercars on a barbell and you're trying to pick it up yeah. i mean it's just like, <laughs> like what visually just you're just overwhelmed yeah stimulation you know? overload yeah as i've yeah. said it's like being waterboarded by cool shit yeah i mean you just cannot stop seeing stuff i mean you go to the auctions it's insane and you go to, you're just walking around and it's insane and it's just so what what days are the actual historic race do you know where did like you the attend whole, those? It's basically, basically the whole time it's the whole time it is yeah okay. so they have like practices and right you yeah, know and then they have like some of the some of the slower cars do some other stuff, and okay. there's like a pre, 
a prehistorics. Yeah. And then you have the actual historics. The prehistorics. Which I don't, I don't those, are, those are the, yeah. that's probably the not dinosaurs the right driving. <laughs> the T-Rexes. Not to, because we just, I don't think we're going to talk much about the auctions, but just to say the, the ridiculousness of the auctions was yeah. insane. Like there was a. The prices a, or. Just the. That too, there was a Ford GT. Yeah. Blue, right stripe with 60 miles on it. Wow. Like those are the kind of. And then there was a guy. I was like, dude. That makes you sad though. so sad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was but anyways, yeah. So the 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 historics was awesome, and I never realized how isolated Laguna Seca is on this little like mountain hill thing. It, the you elevation be, is crazy. It's yeah. way up on top of a oh really you can be huge a half mile away from the track and not hear the cars. It's so weird. high up. It's really cool. Oh, and I yeah. suppose the sound and the elevation scary. changes are just crazy there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know the famous corkscrew. Right? Yeah, that's seeing that in person was intense because oh, you yeah. don't realize it's basically you might as well just take an elevator down yeah <laughs> it's, know, crazy. It's, it's pretty steep there was a it's guy who steep. passed on the corkscrew while we were there like passed on the inside of the corkscrew and we all like freaked out and yeah. everyone was like yeah, that's, yeah that's when i felt like i was at laguna say yeah that was cool yeah it was that neat. Is crazy it was neat to be shooting there too and i was gonna say so then at that's some where point, i shot you did actually car, yeah. shoot corolla's 935 yep yep okay with a yeah. zillion other photographers oh my god i had to have alex tell other photographers to get the, the f out of the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically it was like move you need to move because yep. this is this an is, organized shoot this is an organized shoot this is an exclusive you need to get the f out of my way yeah and finally i was like alex tell that guy to fucking knock it off and he did yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that he would but he he basically did he was like he went over there and was, i could see him like pointing and talking to the guy and then pointing at me yeah like, god i'm an asshole but i don't fucking care no i don't yeah, blame you that yeah was, so yep. that was that sucked a little bit so but. finally you were able to peel away from all the festivities at car week yep. and yep. get on to the actual road trip back home right yeah Minnesota, Minnesota. Um, how did you guys plan out your route? Um, that was me. Yeah, basically. I was about to say. He, I he planned it all out on paper maps. Okay. So I thought, and based on some recommendations of some Porsche people online, but I, I, I bought a map for every state that we'd be traveling through. Okay. And then I looked at the map. For you know, Ro- they make like almanac books for this, Chris. Yeah, but they're not yeah. big enough. <laughs> on on that note, I think Chris got a lot of enjoyment out of telling me to open up a full size map in the. It <laughs> basically this, sticks out both the windows yeah. with all this scrawl on it, and then telling me like, "What what highway are we supposed to be on?" Like, and you're like, doing? "I don't know." And I was like, "I don't. I have no idea." They make a GPS for this. Yeah, and yeah, then he's like, "Oh, we weren't gonna have reception like we did have reception. We had a lot of reception. <laughs> we had a More lot than of I reception. That we would. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's I like that kind of mindset. You know, you're going analog in the old car. You're using yeah. the old school maps." You know, penciling out your route. I was like, hey, I'm like, Alex, do you know what it means when there's a black triangle and a red triangle? Do you know what it means in these like, numbers? No mean? fucking clue. Don't I don't care to know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like trying to teach him how to like education and yeah. uh, geography, just yeah. how to use the maps and stuff like that. But yeah, I did it on I did it on paper because I wanted to, just in case, I wanted to be prepared. Right. It's like I didn't. What the fuck? I'm gonna get lost in this car out in the desert. No. Like when we almost got killed by a bear or whatever. Oh my god, that's yeah. That was is that too far ahead to say now? No, we that? whatever. There was so we were in. Uh, this is. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about it once we get to Utah. Okay. Just remind me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's um, go Utah chronological here. So we, um, because I, I guess what I wanted to get to is the whole other point of this was not to just take the most direct route back. And right, which would have saved us at least 15 to 18 hours. But you yep. wanted to kind of experience all these side roads yep. and the fun twisties yep. and everything along the way. And exactly. actually see, and I see wanted the to, I wanted to see what it was like to be in true nowhere, to feel totally and completely isolated and alone. Other than Alex, I was gonna say except yeah. for Alex. Yeah, it was, you know Alex is a really good road trip partner because he never shuts up. It's yeah. like a radio. It's like a radio that you can't yep. turn off. Pretty much. But it really was is there nice. a volume control. There's no volume. I, I, what I would do is I would just be like, 
I'm all done. And then I just put my headphones on. Yeah, and I'd shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it was it was actually really, really nice having him to to talk to the whole way. It was it was really really made the yeah. time go oh, faster sure. than faster than we it could have. We made a good team. There was definitely a right before we started the trip, we were like, you know, if we're friends for a long time, we're gonna hate each other potentially after this trip forever and then never talk to each other. Yeah. Because we're gonna just be in a car well, together for three weeks. You're back here. So I've never I even guess. spent that much solid time with my wife. I was gonna yeah. say I mean it was three weeks. Basically unseparated. So yep. You guys were very intimate. Together. Very close. Yes. yes. Yeah. We didn't kill each other. Yeah, we didn't kill each Amazing. other until afterward. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we left the day of the big eclipse. Remember the eclipse that yes, happened? Yes, I do. So remember we left this. that day and we, we were like, okay, the eclipse is going to happen. So we like tried to like peel off and find a place to watch the eclipse, which ended up being ultimately really disappointing. The lamest thing. Where ever. we were. It was yeah. Super lame. Because you weren't far enough. What south to really. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, the, the north. Get the we were totality. far enough north. Okay. It was we north. far enough north. That's right. Because that was our down. first day. That was, we were on our way to, through the Stanislaus National Forest and over the Sonora Pass. Because yep. we were, I wanted to go, the fastest route is to go through Yosemite National Park. Right. But I just assumed, probably rightly, that it was going to be full of tourists. Tourists, yeah. And I've already driven that route before. That's the route I t- took home originally when I lived in San Francisco as we went through Yosemite. And, um, so I wanted to take a different route. So we went through 108, I think is the name of the road. And that's yep. So that go- goes north. It goes north through the Sonora Pass, which is actually, I think it's higher than the Yosemite Pass. And it's okay. and you can't trailer through there. It's basically, it's, there's signs that say, do not travel because trailer. Because of the, the elevation changes? It's not the elevation changes, it's the switchbacks. Oh, sure. He saluted a guy in an F-150 who was going up. Yeah, <laughs> I saw an F-150 towing a big trailer, and I just put my hand up to my eyebrow, <laughs> and like, I just saluted him. Good on him, you, like, sir. Like, good luck, over. man. <laughs> good luck. And I just, I remember, I could hear, like, the, dun, 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 like the little like trombone <laughs> funeral music playing in my head, you know, as, as he drove by. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I, but he ended up pulling off and turning around and not doing it, which is oh, wow. probably good based on some of the stuff that we went through. Yep. was pretty intense, and but it was perfect raining. Nine eleven roads. Yeah, but it was really scary. It was terrible. I mean, this is death if you yeah. fall off some of these roads. Yeah, it was so, raining. It was cold. There was thunder. There's there was raining. raining. It it, when it would clouds. thunder, yeah, we're at like. I don't know what is it ten thousand feet Ele- or something ten or eleven thousand feet. So when it's it was a little thunder, more intense. It than literally we're used felt to. like someone was dropping a bowling ball on the car on the <laughs> ground right next to you, like one yeah. the size of your car. I mean, it was the thunder was so intense. I've never ever even heard thunder that loud before. It was just because we were in the cloud, the storm cloud, yeah. at ten thousand feet. That was so God was, telling you you're an idiot for driving <laughs> this. Yeah, probably. But so the roads were wet, and it was just like the car didn't really have any power, and so it was it was fun to drive, but it wasn't. Uh, I, I I didn't drive the car hard. I'll just right. say that, mm-hmm. just because. Well, it was, and that's not what it was about. It was about no. It was kind about just being there. And just, yeah, yep. It was about being there and roads. experiencing it. And we got out and took a picture at the at the pass itself. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was really great. I mean, it was we got some really beautiful footage of the clouds rolling over the mountains and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it was our first cathartic moment of wow. I mean, that was it was wow all the way up. But when we got to the top and we're there, it was like it was almost you know, like an accomplishment. Yeah, it was definitely yep. an accomplishment. It was our first. You know, you know, uh, notch on our belt per se. You know that sure. we finally okay. So that was California. Then you went through to. So then we stayed at Mammoth Lakes. Was that Mammoth Lakes, California? Yeah, I think we stayed at Mammoth Lakes right before we got into Nevada. Okay. So we stayed there, and God, man, getting into our hotel room there was awful. Yes. Like there's, it's like a ski resort, okay. and it's just this enormous place. It's so fucking big. Yep. That we couldn't find where we were supposed you to stay. We couldn't find the office. Like we couldn't find <laughs> Motel like, Eight right off the freeway. Well, I planned everything ahead, yeah. so I had all the you know planned out where we were going to go. So we finally found our room and crashed. But and our room was nine fourteen, yep. and right across was a, was a room nine seventeen. <laughs> well, so, you should have been in nine eleven. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that would have been, you know, that would have been too good. Yep. So um, from there, we left to drive through Nevada, which was the, uh, it was the, 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 the alien section. Was oh, uh, Area 51. We yeah. did go through Area 51. We went to the back door of Area 51. It was and it's called the, ex- it's called the extraterrestrial <laughs> highway. Oh, yes. is it really? It's actually there called extraterrestrial. There is now a Pelican part sticker on the extraterrestrial highway. <laughs> yeah. Because Left of your Mr. Mark. Giraffe Man here was able to put it up there. Yeah. So, we, I mean, when you're when you're driving, so you you think about, like, Arizona or, you know, Nevada right. or whatever. You, Drive, you think of desert. these roads, and it's just these flat roads forever. Yep. But it's not quite as flat as you think it is. Oh, man. So you, you look into the, the distance. It is run. flat. Yeah, oh, yeah. We tried to do a top speed run. Okay. And the roads are pretty shitty oh i so mean it was you were bouncing around i think yeah. i got up to like 125 and i'm yeah. like yeah i'm all done because there wasn't that much power in the car right because what were your revs at there if you're in top gear i have no idea many you watching many a lot yeah many i can you probably five thousand. someone watch the trailer and then look at the tack and yeah yeah there's, there's, <laughs> there's some that's in there there's some some seriously high speed stuff in that but um so the roads kind of undulates quite a bit. Yep. But the thing is, is you drive on these flats for a while and you can see like a mountains in the distance and you think right. you're done. But then you go over to the mountains, the road turns Kay. like, you know, 35, 40 degrees. And then it's the same thing. But it's kind of like it undulates a little bit. So it's not quite as flat as you think. But, yeah, you're just going from mountain to mountain to mountain to mountain. It feels like you're going to lose your mind. Yeah, because <laughs> you think you're going to see something new when you crest over these hills. But and then it's just the same Forever. Can you imagine like going west through that for the first time, Oregon Trail style? Oh you yeah, make it over one crest and say, yeah. "Oh, that's crap. not California." Yeah. Well, what's weird <laughs> is you can kind of see. I mean, there's entire city, like villages, that are just gone. Yeah, They're just ghost towns really? on the sides of the highway. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, did you guys go through Death Valley at all? Because I remember when I no. drove we went through my Volkswagen Valley. back, <laughs> we went through Death Valley, and it was exactly like that. We're just long straight. You so could we probably were on, fall asleep for an hour. And we were on Highway straight. Six. Okay. Which is basically the loneliest road in the country. Yep, is that that's, that's what they that's call the it? Tr- that's the name. So the <laughs> there is a road, another road that's called the loneliest road in the country, but it's yeah. not this one. Is what was okay. it? One hundred and eighty-six miles from gas station to gas station. Wow, well, was, I think it was even maybe a little bit even more than that. Yeah. So I mean, it was there was nothing. The only thing we saw was a solar array, you know, out yep. in the distance. Sure. So I mean, it was there was really nothing at all, at all, <laughs> truly, truly nothing, and it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, was amazing. It to was see. very, very cool. And yeah. seeing like a what was the F eighteen or something like that. Yeah, that when we were at super when low. we left at when we Area fifty one, it buzzed us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then when we were in, uh, not to backtrack to Area fifty one, but we were in this building trying to buy like a sticker. I think. Yeah, Chris is obsessed. Has, with I wanted a sticker of Area fifty one. Okay. I've been there. Yeah. We're, I in this one. Li- we're in this little shop with a giant tin alien outside of it, and I'm just standing there like looking around. I'm looking at a Star Wars poster, and all of a sudden the building goes boom. And we're like, what was that? And, and I like just, freaked out. And the, the sound barrier, so yeah. a plane broke wow. the sound barrier right above us. The lady like, is just like, ah, crap. And I'm like, what was shook. it? And she's it like, ah, like, <laughs> they broke the sound barrier. It wasn't yeah. a boom. It was almost like a, like if you were a drop of marble in water. Yeah, yeah it was weird. You whoop. Yeah, it was this weird sound. It was anyway. very strange. Probably because it was in a giant tin can, but could be. Yeah. <laughs> so then we hit Utah. Yep. And apparently, was... it ran from a bear. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That yeah. was so. <laughs> so we had pulled over to do some like photography. Actually, no. We were doing drone shots at night to show how desolate it was because it was just his car and then darkness. So I wanted yeah. to have I wanted the headlights to be shining, yep. and then ha- have that basically paint the scene as we drove through some of these really yeah. twisty. Which is actually in the intro of the film. So you yeah, it's see that. it's cool. Yep. Um, but we're, we're like, hey, why don't we stop and do some night photography? We sure. got some tripods here. Let's do it. So we're out there and. <laughs> Just shooting, and did I hear something, or did I just turn you around and saw, see it? Yeah, you saw 
eyes, eyes, like on top of a cliff yeah. looking at us. And they would disappear, and then they'd come back a little lower on the cliff. Yep. And I just freaked. We You're both, like, uh, I think it's time to go, When you guys. think about it, like, we're in the middle of nowhere, there's no light, and we're just standing there in the, in the middle dark. of an ecosystem in the dark. Yeah. And we're really, like, noisy. And I'm sure the animals were just like, how dumb are these fucks? Like, <laughs> oh, man. It's just it was something was coming for us. Like, yeah. I am 100% sure. I mean, we packed everything in the car about as fast as it could possibly do. Yeah. And then, you know, ran off. But that yep. was... It doesn't sound scary at saying it again, well, but it was it When was you're in the terrifying. moment, I can imagine. Yeah. It was. And it's it's the darkest place I've ever seen. Like, it's there's dark. no light at yeah. all. It's Stars like look amazing. You, look, you can see the stripe of oh, the Milky sure. Way like you would not yeah. believe. Yeah. It's like when you wa- look out into, like, Lake Superior or something, and it's just pitch black. Yep. It's the same Like thing. that in 360 degrees. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, we were, we were about ice. to get eaten. Yeah. So then we went and stayed at, that was probably the best place that we stayed, I think, was we had this little cabin. Yeah, and heard someone had an oh, orgasm. Oh, yes. There was an us. orgasm that happened. <laughs> in the, in the, <laughs> there was a, a, a guy and a girl that were staying next it. to us, and they, they went for it, man. He gave her a good time. Yeah, for about uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a very short <laughs> lived. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, oh, poor girl. Yeah, there's so much more to and life than whatever that was. And knock on the door and say, yeah. all right, uh, next. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, I got a shot of the car with a bunch of with the Milky Way. A time moving. lapse with the Milky Way moving yeah. across the sky. It was really sky. pretty. Okay. It was really, awesome. really, really pretty. Thought you were going to yep. say a shot of something else. The Milky, no, yeah. the Milky yeah. Way. Time exactly. lapse of the guy having sex with two So people. the next morning, we went on Hogsback Ridge, okay. which was, for me, what I'd been looking forward to the whole trip. And is this because you knew of Hogsback Ridge? I knew of that. He sent I, me I, drone footage before we left, and he was like, we're going to be on this. He's so okay. I basically planned a lot of the route around getting there right because i saw it and i wanted to be there so badly and i wanted to drive there and and drive on this road which is basically um if you think of the word hogback ridge you're on top of the spine of on top of this mountain basically which drops hundreds and hundreds of feet off on each side there's no railings there's nothing so it just drops off right so you drive across and it twists back and forth and it's not super long i mean it was only 300 yards yeah oh really yeah but there was one point in the sun we we got there before sunrise i'm like we got to get there before sunrise mm-hmm. this i should say this i made alex get up at probably <laughs> 5 30 in the morning every oh. single yeah. day and yep. i remember being a college student that is not when you want to no, wake and up the funniest yeah. part was every day he'd be like oh we're getting up this early today so that we can sleep in tomorrow <laughs> and then the next morning would come in and be like all right 5 30 let's go and he'd throw a pillow at my face and i was like no nah, dude <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we got up at 530 again because I wanted to be. It might even have been like it 440. was 430. It was like 430, 445. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to get there. I wanted to do the drone footage at sunrise. I right. wanted the drone up and I wanted to be driving as the sun crested the, the hill. And we were and we were there and it was fucking amazing he was so <laughs> excited about this and i didn't want to screw that up that i still have an alarm on my phone that's set for like five in the morning and it's titled don't forget the fucking drone <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually every time when i wake up at school now like if that goes off it's I, I remember that moment so um but that i had the the moment for me on the trip while i was there and i was um the sun was basically you know running parallel with us at that point because it just right. crested the horizon and i was driving and there was a cliff to my left and I and I remember the sun shining through the car, and I looked over to the left, and I could see my shadow of myself driving so it's like my a car. Perfect silhouette of the it's car. It's a perfect silhouette. Perfect silhouette. Of the perfect car. silhouette. And I remember waving at myself, and almost crying because I just it impacted me so much that what I was driving and where I was and what I was what I thought I was accomplishing for myself, and you know I thought about what I was bringing Alex with, and, and 
all the culmination of all the car things I've ever done. I felt like it led to that. Yeah. Because it was it's such a journey to get that car. And then it was such a journey to get where we were. And seeing myself doing this thing that I had planned out and wanted to do so badly that when I looked over, I just I literally waved at myself like I like mean, like, I, I, like was... I would like it was another person that, right. that yeah. I was like greeting another individual. And it was myself like you were acknowledging that you this was this was it for you. I, yeah. I it was it's something like that. It's, I, I it's almost it, like I, I don't know how to explain I it. I think what it was is for the whole time when we were on this trip, we were both in this car and it felt really like isolated. Right. Like we're both in the car going through a place. It wasn't okay. really we're part of this area or a part of this destination. I see what you mean. And when he waved at himself, I think it was kind of him allowing the destination to realize that he was like the he made the environment change and respond to him and then he was like holy shit we're actually here like yeah. he kind it of was, broke the, was, broke the tourism it was tears like i was yeah. in the car alone at that point too because alex was flying the drone or whatever but i, yep. I just remember distinctly waving at me and yep. i was like it was like another me and i was yeah. finally the other me was there with me that was definitely part of the trip where he wishes i wasn't in the car for a while, because you wanted to drive that road. I did. I wanted to yourself. drive it back and forth many times. <laughs> yeah, but we had to go. I mean, we had another other shit to see and, and other Nebraska shit to, to do. smell. Yep. Was oh, it basically yeah. downhill from there, as far as you know? Because then you got into cornfields. It didn't get any cooler. I don't think. Well, we went through. What was the name of the forest that we went through over and over and over again? Uh, something. Dixie. Dixie National. Dixie forest. National Forest. We we're like driving. Like hey, times. welcome to Dixie Dixie National Forest. Thank you for visiting Dixie National Forest <laughs> over and over and over <laughs> again. Like weird. we were just like in and out of this forest, but it was cool. Like you coming into Colorado and stuff, but none of that was necessarily as cool as, as coming over Bridge. Sonora Pass or okay. yeah. So I Crested mean, we, Butte was pretty. Crested. There was a lot of. Don't get me wrong. There was some really beautiful and pretty things, but yeah. it wasn't quite on par with everything else that we'd kind of seen. Yeah. And at that point, admittedly, after being gone for two weeks. Basically, right. We were just ready to be done. Yeah. And I, I had finally run out of energy. And we met some dudes in, uh, in Colorado. Talked to them about, you know, we. Well, sorry, we just met them for lunch, and we talked about the, the drive, and you know where we were going, and they wanted to take us on this great cruise. And I was like, no, guys, like we, we just, just don't have. I'm the, sorry, the I just don't have the gas left in my own tank. It was cool though. They did follow us for a while, and when we were driving, they back. Did. Yeah. did. And after that, after Colorado. Just north of Denver, we just were like flat out the rest of the way through Nebraska and home, yep. and that's basically it. So highlight Colorado. for you was definitely Hogsback. The Ridge whole trip, right there. Hogsback Ridge. Okay, seeing myself in an out of basically what is an out of body <laughs> experience if you really think about okay. it. Okay, it's yeah. like myself being depicted on this wall over here. That's yeah. cool. Was, was yeah. incredible. I have a, the picture of it. I just posted it on Instagram. Yep, I saw it'll that. Probably, saw it'll that, probably yeah. get no likes whatsoever because it's <laughs> it's a terrible photo. I thought about that when you sent when you posted that. I was like, no one knows how much this. Well, the context, yeah. yeah, yeah, nobody gets it. So yep. I mean, I talk about it in the article a little bit and explain yep. it, but you know, that's really just for me. You know, I don't even know how to explain how much that meant to me. For some reason, I don't even know why it impacted yeah. me so much. Yeah, but it just did. Yeah. What about you, Alex? It. Rusty Slamington ride. Was, yeah, that was well, the highlight. Yeah, it it just means a lot because I had I I the the car means a lot to me, and I had told Mike I was like I don't know if you understand how much this <laughs> just because you had followed it and this yeah. is like inspiration. Yeah, I I mean I straight up told him I was like, dude, I don't know if you understand how much this means to me, but this is my favorite car ever, yeah. and for someone to go, no, I understand. Like he didn't say it, but he, he basically went, no, I understand. And gave me a ride in it was that was the best. Yeah, that was cool. So, overall, what uh, what were kind of your takeaways? What what would you 
I guess I'll ask this. What would you do differently if you had to go do that same road trip again? I'd live there. Nothing. <laughs> same thing. Nothing. I would never, I wouldn't do anything differently. Okay. I mean, there is, I mean, we skipped, we, did, we went to Santa Cruz, we went to San Francisco, we visited Canapa. I mean, there's so much stuff that we did in that week or week and a half period of time that there's not even enough time on the podcast to talk about it. So, right. One thing that was, so as Chris just said, like, wouldn't change I wouldn't, anything. I wouldn't bring my roll cage. Yeah, like the one I told him to take out of the car. There's no but it wouldn't get in the way of all my film equipment. Oh, Especially man, when sucked. your co-pilot is a giraffe. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. can move the seat back. Alex, and move then, the seat forward. It's banging on the roll cage. Yep, that every <laughs> 10 miles. Uh, now, one thing, I, I actually, I think it was a bummer that we didn't visit uh, Hoonigan. I really wish we would have visited Hoonigan. Okay. Now, he he wanted we were, me to go do burnouts at Hoonigan. Or just visit. I mean, they <laughs> Not have even like go in, just shop. do there and do but burnouts. And they're kind of, for me, they're in the same place as Stance Works, so not, not being able to see It didn't work out. Was I, I, was, cool. I wanted to do it. We were going to do it, but they were sure. closed or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. On the time um, we were going to go. So it wasn't a big deal that we didn't see that. But other than that, the, the trip was perfect. It, okay. was, it was amazing. What's, uh, what's the next trip then? Uh, I want to do it again in my M Coupe. I might ship my car out there for Ren Sport and come back a different way. That'd be really fun. I don't know. Depends on if I can. I'll probably wear these R compound ninety treadwear tires out by the time. <laughs> yeah, you'll make comes it around. through one yep. state and so then have to change I might, tires. I might ship my car out there. Um, my buddy Steve might ship his nine eleven out there. My buddy Chad might ship his nine eleven oh, out there. Oh, fun! So we might have like a three nine uh, eleven train driving back from that Monterey like again. Awesome! It would be awesome. That would yeah. be fun. And I would invite you along, but I think you'll be in college. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess to kind of wrap up this part of it, then. What would you what would you tell others who are either thinking about doing a road trip like this, planning something, or maybe if if people haven't experienced the US in this way where you're kind of driving across country. I've done it a couple of times, but I think a lot of people, you know, haven't really gone out and seen the country in this way. The the old uh, you know, taking a road trip. You, th- you can take a flight so much easier. Yeah. I think that what are what people I, missing? When I, I guess I should go back to say that the one thing I would do differently is I wouldn't do that trip differently, but if I were to do it again, I mm-hmm. would make the road trip the whole trip. Okay. Yeah. So I could stay places and see things and camp because all we saw was the road, which right. was cool. I mean, that's, you know, I took a lot of pictures of the road. That's what I really wanted it to be about was the road itself. And I took a lot of pictures of just that because that's, you know, that's what I, the goal was, was to get home and experience the road. But to do it again, I'd like to maybe camp and see some of the beautiful things. I mean, we went through some some seriously beautiful places that we didn't get to see. And right. if you have a reliable enough car or a fun enough car, I think it's totally worth it to use, to take advantage of the beautiful racetracks that are in California and actually drive on them. So like Willow Springs, yeah, like cool we passed too. right by Willow Springs and we were like, well, we can't go there because we don't want to, you know, jinx the whole Road trip, driving <laughs> that car on there, but but I think if you're gonna go out there, I think it would be worth it to to do a road, you know, a racetrack. Day I would camp day. all the way home. I think was what I would do. Would I would yeah. go to the national parks. I would spend more time there. I would maybe make a instead of making a two week trip of car week and then the drive home, I would do no car week and then I mm-hmm. would just, especially now that I've already seen it, I would right. just do the just do the drive. Yep. You know, I think that would be be worth it. Yep. Awesome. Follow-up question. I just thought of this. This wasn't written down, but so you did this in your 911. That was admittedly a bit rough, not the ideal road trip car maybe, but For had me it was fine. the fun factor. Right, because you I, obviously want something fun and cool enough to, to use it through the twisties, but when you're just you know mowing down miles through Nebraska, you mm-hmm. might want something a little more comfortable with a longer gearbox in it. What would be, in your mind, then the ideal road trip? You have that balance of comfort where it can just eat away miles, but it's still fun enough to... You a nine nine three. I would take a ideal road trip or ideal road trip car. 
Ideal Roach of Car. Okay, okay. Nine nine three. That would be just what because I would l- it's a more modern version. More of what modern version. Of what I was already doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it would just. I mean, you could go one hundred and thirty miles an hour across the desert if you wanted to and be fine. Right. I think if I had either a M a V ten M five or a uh, a six speed M coupe, that would be pretty much it. Okay. Very it was cool. really cool when we were in LA. When we were in your car, since it's just painted too, we were like, "Hey, we feel kind of, we feel like we're it's important special. people driving yeah. around here." It was it's expensive to live there, so if you're driving oh, like a vintage 911 in nice clothes in LA, you kind of look like somebody. So it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was kind of weird the att- the attention the car got in Monterey. I thought it wouldn't get any attention, but I think people thought it was. You know, it's different than a bunch of Lamborghinis driving around. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think it they liked they liked seeing something cool. different, which was. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys on your thoughts. That's awesome. It makes me want to go out and do a road trip and, <laughs> and you know, maybe not in the winter, but plan it right there. Yeah. So I guess that's that's all we're gonna do. I think that's it for this for this episode. I think um, so. I uh, I really appreciate Alex coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I can't wait to have you back again. And thanks, Jake. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Take care, guys. Yeah. <laughs>